two lines in the bottom of Chavches and Beis at the new Mishnah. A person can't tell a butcher, cut for me a dina basa and sell that to me. And as Rashi says, because it's also you're not allowed to say that you're going to buy it with a certain amount of money. But the butcher could go actually shecht to behema, and then he could tell the people, here's the animal, and this animal is very similar to the animal I have right next to it, and tomorrow we're going to make a cheshbin, and we'll actually trust each other that you could pay me the proper amount based on the other size of the animal, which is exactly the same size. However, you're not allowed to go and mention a price. Now, the Chayra, this Mishnah on Chav Chasim Beis is very similar to the Mishnah that we had on Chav Zayin on Beis, where the Mishnah stated, And the Gemara, Rabbi Huda Mishmuel, explained it exactly the same way we just explained this Mishnah. And there are various Mahalchim in this Mishnah, but someone explained that in Chadami, this Mishnah is not a problem of Mecca Chememka. What happened over here is actually that this group of people that were going to buy this entire animal came before Yontif and they already set a price and they even paid for this animal Erev Yontif and the Chiddush of this Mishnah is that even though there's no problem for example if this behemoth was bought for $100 but this group of people now come on Yontif itself to the butcher and each one of these Shutfim want to tell the butcher how much of this basur they should cut for the person so for example Ruvain says I bought $10 worth so give me a $10 piece of this meat and everyone will give their amount that they bought so Kamash that you can't do that either because you're speaking about money. And we begin our Gemara, Hechi Ovid, what should you do? Rashi says, If someone comes from to a butcher, they don't want to buy a full behema, they don't even want to buy half or a third or a quarter, but they just want to buy a little bit, like for a dinner or shnaim. So what should they say to the butcher? And we continue, that in Surah, they would use the Lush of Tata and a half a Tata. We'll explain this in a moment. In the city of Nahapakad and in Masa Machasya, Ami they would say, Revo, Palgu, Revo. So Rashi explains, They used to tell the butcher, Tell me, Tata, a Palgu, Tata, Ubinarish, Ami, etc. They would say the same thing, Chalgo, Palgu, depending on the language of that Makkah. That they used to have a standard way that they used to chop up their meats. That they used to have a certain amount of pieces per beima. So each town had their way of calling that piece of meat that they would cut. And therefore, for example, nowadays, if you go into a butcher and you'd say to them, give me a rib steak, everyone knows what a rib steak is and you're not talking about money, you're talking about a cut of meat and that would be mutter. And we continue with the Mishnah. A person allowed to say to his friend who was a storekeeper, go and take this kli that belongs to the meicha and fill it up for me with a certain product, but not using a meter, not using some sort of a measuring cup. The Gemara will explain what that means. If you have a clee that's a measuring cup, you'll now fill it up. Now it seems Rabbi Huda and the Tanakam are very similar, so the Gemara will explain this. My son is a story, that he would actually pre-fill all of his measuring cups on Erev Yantiv, and then he would sell them to his customers on Yantiv. So Rabbi Huda was bringing from the story of Abishal Ben Bittin, so riot to his words that you can't go and fill up a klishal midah on Yontiv. So Gemara says, Abishol, however, Abishol comes and explains the story of Abishol Ben Bittnis. This Abishol, of course, is a different person. And he says, that Abishol Ben Bittnis actually would fill up his containers for his customers the night before, even during Chalamoid, even though there was definitely no Issa at that point to go and use a measuring cup. And some are gurus these words in the Mishnah, and Rashi, as well as the Gra, are not gurus these words. 
Hamidis. Now, if we are Gary's these words, what does means? And the explanation is that when you take wine and you pour it into a bottle, there would be a lot of foam at the top, and therefore, once you fill it up and you seal it and you sell it right away, then the buyer would actually be getting not a full glass, not a full bottle of wine. So what they have to do is wait a little bit until the foam settles and then continue to fill the bottle until it gets to the top and it's a full bottle of wine. And similar to what we see by beer as well as by soda. Abishol's point is, you can't bring right from Abishol ben Bittnes Maisa and the way he was noyeg because that was done in order not to cheat people and it wasn't done based on Hilchaz Yontiv. And that he would even do this during the weekday when he would sell oil and people would have to bring their kalim the night before and Abishol ben Bittnes did this always because once again he was concerned of Gezel the Rabbim. He didn't want to steal anything from anyone else and this way he would be able to take his pitcher that had the oil and pour it into the pitcher of the Lekech and drain it out completely because oil would be sticking to the sides unless you drip it out and make sure it actually flows out the entire night. Not necessarily all of the oil would fall out and he wanted to make sure he was giving people a perfect share on what they expected. And we begin the Gemara. The Mishnah stated, You're now do it if you're using a measuring cup. So we weren't sure what it meant, and the Gemara will now have two different Pshatim. So we start with the first Pshat. You can't use a measuring cup that's for measuring during the week. However, according to Shmuel, he's explaining the Tanakama. The Tanakama would say that if you have a cleave that's potentially going to be used as a measuring cup, you could use. So, for example, in those days, they would take a cup which they knew was a specific size and they would use that as the gallon cup. And that cup, for example, would break. They would have another one in the back, which would be the same one but was never used yet as a measuring cup. And that you would be able to use according to Tanakama. On that, Rebuter comes and says, Even if it's a Kli, that is a Oymid Lamida, it's possible to use this as a measuring cup. You can't go and use that even though it was never used before. So, Lomaisa the Gemara says, we see, that even if it's something relevant to Simchas Yantav, Rebuter still says, and he says, You can't use that measuring cup. Rebuter say, As long as that measuring cup wasn't used, that you could use that. And when you're thinking about this tomorrow, let's not think about our measuring cups that we have nowadays that have different markings on the side. These cups were just pre-measured sizes and they didn't necessarily have markings on the side. And the Gemara now is, we have a Mephorosh Mishnah that's exactly the opposite sheet of Tzitzam because we have a Mishnah on Avchavches. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda stayed over there. That a person can use a balance scale and he could take meat and place it on one side of the scale and on the other side he could place a Kli or he could place a cleaver, and he knew the exact measurement and the exact weight of those items. Although, of course, if you're a Buda, you now use an actual weight that's used as a weight during the week. The Chamim, the Chamim say over there, you can't use a balance scale at all. Alma, Rabbi Yehuda Lekula, over there we see Rabbi Yehuda Shita Lekula, and Rabbi Yehuda come out Lechumra, B'negei Yisimchus Yantiv. On that, the Gemara says, Kasher, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Kasher, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara answers, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Kasher, it's not Shfer, Rabbi Yehuda, on Rabbi Yehuda, because Hasam, over there, B'she'ena, Ibn Lamida, we're talking about a cleaver, we're talking about a cleaver, and those things you generally don't use to weigh things, and therefore, it's mamish not like but over here we're talking about a kli where it's generally used as a measuring cup. You just never used it up to this point, and therefore, of course, that's still of the dechal, as Rashi points out. And that's why it was made. And therefore, it's like of the dechal. And over there, when you're taking a cleaver and a kli, you're doing it exactly the way you do it during the weekday, as Rashi points out. Because you're still using a scale, and literally, 
him, sometimes you don't have the weights in front of you. And since you know the measurement and the weight of your kalim, you use that as your weights, and that's why it's considered of the dechal. But But over here, Rashi says that this was never used as a measuring cup, and therefore you're using stomach cup, and that's not a problem. It's not considered of the dechal. And the Gemara now continues with the second shot in our Mishnah when the Tanakhama said, you're not specify a specific size of a measuring cup. However, the Michael could actually use a regular measuring cup to measure it. So the Lekeach shouldn't come into a store and specifically ask for a specific size of a Kli by name. So don't ask, for example, for a quarter of a pound or a half a pound. But according to Tanakama, a person could come into the store and say to the storekeeper, please fill me up that Kli that you have over there and point to a specific size Kli. On that rebuter says, they now use any kli that's miyuchet for mida, since it's specifically a measuring cup, that's still going to be also, even if you don't mention the name of the mida. So Gemara says, once again, the same point. Rabbi Huda is coming out of the for a bottle of kula. Exactly like we had it before, the same question. So Alma Rabbi Huda kula over there, we see Rabbi Huda kula for a bottle of kula. So Kasha Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, Kasha Rabbanan, Rabbanan. On that Gemara again says Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, Kasha, Hasam Sheinu Miyuchlamida. Over there in the Mishnah we had before, we talk about Kliva. It's not something in Miyuchlamida, and that's why we said it's Muta. But Hacham Miyuchlamida over here, since this Kli is Miyuchlamida, therefore of course that's going to be Udud Chol, and that's going to be Asa, and that's very similar to the Teres we had before. But Rabban, Rabban, and Nami Lakasha, this is going to be a little bit different. Hasam Ka'avi Kedavim Bechol. Over there, when you're taking a Kliva, that's considered Kedavim Bechol because that's exactly the way you measure things and you weigh things during the weekday. That you take a balance scale, and sometimes, like we said before, you're going to use the actual kli because you know what the weight is in place of the actual weight. But but over here, it's not considered when you're using the kli, even though it's a measuring cup that's used exactly the same way during the weekday, because as Rashi explains, the standard way when you're doing mekka is you say to someone, give me a pound or a half a pound. It's not normal for a person when they're buying something for someone to say, fill up this kli for me. That's normal when someone's borrowing from someone or giving a matana, then it's normal to say, here's a cupful of sugar, and that's what you would go and do, and you wouldn't necessarily do it based on measurement. And that's why Rabbanan say that although you're using the actual measuring cups they use during the weekday, since you said it in a different manner and not in a normal way, therefore it's not considered of the Luchal. And the Gemara now says, the Abdi Inchi, because it's normal for people that are lending something between themselves and their friends and they're giving matanas, the Mikrib they'll bring over a glass of wine in a measuring cup even though it's actually in the measuring cup itself and they'll give it to their friend and they'll drink it directly from that measuring cup and we continue with our Gemara this was a story that he would pre-fill all the measuring cups and he would give them to his customers on Yontem and Abishol said on that and then we said that the next three words we were on couriers based on Rashi and the Vilna and as we explained before that the play this means because the foam would be at the top and he wanted to make sure not to steal from his customers and he wanted to make sure that the foam would settle. So now our Gemara seems clearly like Rashi because the Gemara says Tana we learned after that Abishol ben Bittnes did this even on Chalamayid and the Gemara gives a reason it doesn't say it says because of Bittl based marriage. So Rashi explains what does it mean Bittl based marriage because he was a Chacham Gadol and people came to ask questions for him during Yatim and during Chalamayid people were busy learning Torah because they're not true to Mablacha, 
and since he was therefore busy during the day answering Shilas, so he didn't have time necessarily to tend to his store the entire day, so he made sure to fill up all these bottles before the day, and he did it at night, because like Rash says, She'ein's man beis medrash, which is not a time that they would be in the base medrash, therefore he'll have time, and he'll be free during the day to answer Shilas, and therefore it's not a raya that it was because of an isyantiv, it was just a practical concern, they wanted to make sure he was able to do it, and Rashi doesn't ignore the gears of our Mishnah, he says, man the gars man sisim They'll explain Agamara's files when we said what it meant was because Abishal Bibitis was busy in the base marriage and was learning the entire day, he wouldn't have enough time to fill up all his kalim during the daytime and to wait to make sure that the foam dies down and he's able to give them a full measurement and a full kli, and therefore he made sure to fill them up at night. And we continue with the Gemara. Now, even though we just said that Abishal Bibitis and others would have a meaning that they would make sure to fill up their kalim, they didn't want to steal from the rabbim and therefore they would fill them up early and make sure that the foam would die down and make sure it settles and in this way he made sure that when he sold a bottle of wine it was a complete and a full bottle of wine even so on Yontiv there were times when people were coming so quickly and he couldn't keep up with the demand it turned out that actually he wasn't able to wait until the foam died down and settled down so every time he took his barrels of wine and he was pouring into the kalim of the Lakeach he always had a little bit extra and by the end of the day based on the amount of volume that he sold he had a lot of barrels left over and that was the amount of money that he basically was mistaka and he profited even above his regular profit because of the fact that he wasn't able to wait for the foam to settle down and the Gemara explains this file we learned based on the fact that he had so much foam that didn't settle down he was able to be mistaka 300 barrels of wine extra the Chaber and his friends who used to sell oil because of the amount that was stuck to the sides they also had 300 barrels of oil that was left over. The Vilam was burned. They didn't want to keep it because they felt it was Gezel Rabbim and they brought it to the Gizburim and they wanted to give it for Hegdish Lushlaim. And Rash points out, they never were Maktashit Mamish Kasfum because they thought any they couldn't even Maktash it because it wasn't dead. And in Nami Khilin, even if they knew that they could do it, Havali Gezel Ba'il, it still wouldn't be proper to give it to the base of English because it was like Gezel and that wouldn't be proper to give as a carbon. So Amulhem Tamil Kham told them, you don't have to do this as Rash says, since when you got this extra, it wasn't based on kavan to steal because because they really Michael, all the buyers understood they were busy on Yontiv and they had to run and they weren't able to wait anymore and therefore they actually took it and it was Michael anything that they didn't have. They knew that it was happening and they were Michael to the Michael and therefore they really had no problem. They really could have kept these barrels of wine. However, Armulahem, they're still told the we still don't want to take it. It's still lehanis mishalachir, and we still feel that would be menena from other people's things. We don't want to take it. So Amalehem, so the Chum said, since you want to be machma, asumem tzarchiram. Don't give it to the base English. Don't give it to hegdish because then no one's going to actually have benefit from it. But give it to tzarchirabim. The Tanya, as we learned to Bryce, gazal ve'ini deil and gazal. If someone steals something and he doesn't know from who he stole, yasmem tzarchirabim. You should do tzarchiram. My nino, what is tzarchiram? Amar Chista, boyushichem eris. You should spend the money to create a water system and make sure people had fresh drinking water. And the Gemara continues, Adri, Rab Chisla, Rab Nakba, Rab Chisla was walking together with Rab Nakba, the Darish, and he explained his fouls. Since we're always worried about looking like Bechamemka, a person shouldn't even measure out any barley for his behema by taking barley and placing it into the measuring cup. But what you can do is you can use a cup to scoop directly from the grain and don't place the grain into the cup because that's the derech and of the dechal, but this would be a shino, and that's why it would be mutter. 
And the Gemara continues, Vanachtim, and Rashi says, generally, a Nachtim is a baker, but Rashi says, Vashu Kadeir, someone that cooks, is also called a Nachtim. So this is referring to a chef. Mighty Tavlin, he's allowed to measure out spices, and he could place it in a pot. Today, Shiloh Yaktiach Tavshilai, so you cook food, should not burn. Amra Biyami Ba'aba Amrav, my dad is Isha Kamp Biyantiv, Venesanath Techisasa, Kadesh Tito Chala Bein Yafa. We know, but again, Din of Chala, he's supposed to take off one twenty-fourth. So a woman is allowed to take a lot of flour and measure it on Yantiv and place it into a dough, and this way she'll know exactly how much dough she has, and this way she'll take off one twenty-fourth. Because if you allow her or you tell her not to measure an amount of flour, then she'll always underestimate the amount of dough she has, and she'll take off less for the Kayan because she's cheaper, number one, and number two, she'll be nervous that maybe she won't have enough dough and enough challah, enough actual bread for the people that are coming as a guest, and therefore she'll cheap out on the Kayan. The Shmuel says it's still also. In fact, more of a ton of Shmuel we learned in the Yeshiva of Shmuel from a Braisa that it's Mutter to do so. So Abai explained, Hashlam Shmuel also, by the fact that Shmuel said himself that it's also the ton of Shmuel Mutter, but in the Yeshiva Shmuel they had a Braisa that said it's Mutter, and we turned up Chav Tesom Beis, Shmuel Halachlamaisa also Ashminon. As Rashi says, Since we have a Mishnah that he taught us that's Mutter, Shmuel Bishmaitse, when Shmuel says, Remember, the Amma also, Halachlamaisa also Ashminon, he's teaching us Halachlamaisa. When someone comes to ask us what they should do, we actually say that Allah should be Asa. But if we see a woman, for example, that's measuring her flower, we can't go and be Michael. But we don't pass it like that, but Rabin. Tysus in the middle of the top, Tysus says that even according to the Mandama, that the Allah follows Rab, that Rab said that's Mutter for a woman to measure. Nowadays it's Asa to go and measure. Because there's reason to take challah by yafa, the daf can remain only in those days. Because in those days they would take off one of twenty-four. But for us, we only take off challah. Only drop. Even if you have a lot of dough, and even that amount that you take off is not eaten by anyone, not given to a kain, but it's burnt. And therefore, you can't go measure. And the Gemara continues to turn around, but we learned, Ain't shining coming beyond you. Now go and re sift flour on Yantiv, even though it was already sifted on Erev Yantiv, but it's Efshalim Esmal, and it's also to do on Yantiv. However, Mishumar, Papais, for Buddha, say, Amru Shainin, they say you're allowed to re sift flour. And Rashi says, The Leka Techa, there is no Techa. Vidava Hanirahu Shazuhi Pamshnia. And people realize that it's actually the second time that you're sifting this flour because they don't see any psilis in the sieve, and the Ain Zek, Kamrak, and Livra, and therefore it's not like regular Bayer. Shavin and even Tanakam agrees that if a pebble or a splinter fell into the flower, Shashani Yaladi resifted, and this is because that was not Efshim Esmol. And the Gemara continues, Tanakam and Rabbina, they learned in front of Rabbina, in Shain and Kamak Biantiv, Yaladi resift Kamak on Yantiv, Aval Nafal Tsari Kisim, Buried Biyadi, Yaladi be buried with your hand. So Amalei Rabbina responded back and said, Kalshkin also, for sure to do with your hand, that should be also, the Havalei could bury, because that is mamish like bury, you're picking out the actual pebbles or the splinter. Mashenka, if you could actually use a sieve, that's not going to be an Issa Deraisa, as Rashi says, because when you're re-sifting it, everything is going through the sifter and nothing staying behind and there's no subin. And the Gemara continues, Darish Rabbi Barav Hunazuti, Rabbi Barav Hunazuti said, Apischal Nadar, the opening of Nadar, Shoining Kamak Biantiv, Yelada Resiflau on Yantiv. So Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman said to him, Puku Nemerle Labra, go and tell this to your father, Rabbi Hunazuta, Shakil Tuvusech Vishadech Hizri, go take your tibis, go take your good memories that you think you're telling us and throw it on thorns. You're not teaching us a chiddush because that go around and see how many sifters 
are doing this on Yontiv, and everyone knew that this is the halacha, so it's not a chiddush. The Gemara continues. The Bistur Rabbi Yisuf, the wife of Yehuda, Nala Kimcha, she would actually re-sift her flour, Agba de Mulata, but when she did it, she turned over a sieve in order to make a shinoi. But of course, by doing it that way, it wasn't as good. So Amalah, so Rabbi Yisuf said to his wife, Chazid, the Anor Riftim Aliyasubinon, you should know I need good bread, and you shouldn't have done this. Don't be machmer on yourself to go and turn it over and make a shinoi because the bread's not as good that way, and it's mutter to re-sift your flour on Yontiv. The Bistur of Ashi, there was a story with the wife of Ashi, Nala Kibcha, she also re-sifted her flour, Agabad Ptura, and she also did some sort of a shinoi, and she only used the underside of this sifter. So I'm Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Hadi done, this wife of mine, Ba'atid Rabin Bachama, is the daughter of Rabin Bachama, Rabin Bachama, married of the Hava, he was someone who was a medactor by Maisev, as Rashi says, if not for the fact that she saw by her father, she would have done it, and the fact that her father did it this way, I'm going to let her continue doing it the way her father did. And we continue with the Mishnah, a person allowed to go to a store that he has a relationship with from before and as Tyson points out it doesn't make a difference if the storekeeper is a Jew or if he's a non-Jew give me eggs or nuts in a specific amount because generally a private person when they would lend someone they would count it out and they don't do it based on a weight or based on a dollar value and the point is even though we're now doing but as long as it doesn't look like that would be mutter. And over here again, since you have a relationship with the person, therefore everyone trusts each other and you take the eggs and you take the nuts and after Yontif, they would pay them based on the amount that they had to pay. And we begin the Gemara, we learned, a person is allowed to go to a shepherd that he's frequent and he has a relationship with and he tells the shepherd who would also sell their goats and their sheep, give me one goat or one sheep. You're allowed to go to the butcher that you generally frequent you can say this in Malay, tell me kafachas, give me one shoulder of an animal, or yerachachas, or a thigh of an animal. It's a pita maragalatzai, and similarly, you let it go to a person that raises birds and fattens them up for sale. But in Malay, you say to him, tell me torechad, give me one dove, or yerachachad, or one pigeon. It's a nachta maragalatzai, you let it go to your baker. But in Malay, tell me kikachad, give me a loaf of bread, or one roll. It's a chemina maragalatzai, or to your storekeeper. But in Malay, you say to him, tell me esrim bayim, give me 20 eggs, or chamisha maragalatzai, or 50 nuts, a sarafaskin, or 10 peaches, or five pomegranates, or one esrog, or vachel yaskal eschemida, but you now let go and mention them either a weight or a measurement. But Shimon Melazah Emel, or vachel yaskal eschemekach, that Shimon Melazah says you now let mention any price, as Rashi says, and I intentionally argues on Rashi. Hadloch in sudden, hadloch in sudden, hadloch in sudden, and we will stop over here.